0: Welcome back, everybody. It is Encounter with God time here on the Breakfast Show. We are about to have our our our, our Bible study. Um, text messages. I was going to say we're about to have our text messages before <laughs> we do. We have our quiz question coming up, Lawson. Did you What's hear
1: that? Did you hear that news report? So basically they were like, oh, we've come to the conclusion that motorcycles and quads are very dangerous by looking at all this data that has been sent in to the the Sydney Children's Hospital. Yes, and somebody no doubt got a government grant to discover this right no, but the funny thing is, is I definitely because the study went from 2010 to 2022 I definitely contributed to this study
0: <laughs> <laughs> because yes. I was
1: in Sydney hospital twice one time with a broken collarbone and the other time with a concussion so you know I'm am, I'm am, you know I am part of that research that they came to the conclusion motorcycles are dangerous uh, like for for the kids uh yeah I Definitely had that experience. Uh, (laughs) That's so funny. Anyways, okay, let's have our next clue for the quiz. Complete the verse. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save the people, blank, blank, blank know the answer oh, to I that nearly, one. Oh, I nearly said it. 041-064-669 so <laughs> six six is the number to call or text. Again, this guys, this is your second last chance to be able to get in to the quiz and to win Exodus Myth or History by David Roll, an incredible book going through all of the available information to, that we have to determine whether the book of Exodus actually happened or not. But again, that clue was complete the verse. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people, blank, blank, blank. That's really hard That's to tough. say, blank, blank, That's blank, isn't tough. it? It's yeah, yeah. really,
0: really hard to do. Okay, so let's have a few text messages here. And the first one says is about the brother and sister who are separated and found each other. A very sad story mm. with a happy ending reminds me of people who lost God and found him many years later, mm. better late than never. And I was sort of thinking about that story and thinking, yeah, there's a sermon in here. Mm. I haven't, I haven't come up with what that sermon is yet, but there's a, there's a sermon in that story. Mm. It's a great story to share at some particular point. Then wars and rumors of wars. The good news is that World War 3 won't happen till after the close of probation. Uh, close of probation is a term that refers to a period just before the return of Christ when Jesus leaves heaven and intercession ends mm. because Jesus is on his way back to this earth. Uh, but I'm sure there will be many wars between nations before that. In fact, there are 40 ongoing wars uh, at present with most of us have never been told about. That is, aside from the major ones, such as Ukraine and Russia, on top of that, there are the hot spots that you already mentioned. As you can see, only the second coming can save the world, but still the world uh, will believe the Pope will save the world. They're in for a big disappointment. Absolutely. The Pope won't save it. You won't save it. I won't save it. Only Jesus will save it. Mm. That's where we need to look. Just to Jesus Christ. Love the story of your guest, Claire, talking about seek and you shall find. I would make uh, I would make plenty of time to talk to her. God has a million ways to reach those who are searching. I wonder how many people found God during the lockdown worldwide. Mm. Whatever Satan throws at us through the new world order, God can turn it to a blessing for those who listen to the promoting of the Holy Spirit, Claire is settled in her truth. God bless her. Mm. And then another text message that says, Claire, you made my day. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, uh, no,
1: like she she's my friend from down in, in Melbourne and, and they're a part of a team down there who are working in the city to, to find people and to win them to Jesus. And yeah, from her story, it's just so powerful. Like the, the interesting ways that God can move to just bring people to him. Like for her, she was just a massive conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And, um, like to be, to be honest, and I, I don't want to get into the details, but that was kind of the, there was actually a, a lot more that happened in Claire's life that we didn't really want to, to mention because yeah, going down the rabbit hole of secret societies and conspiracy theories can, can be pretty gnarly. And, and that's where she went. But praise the Lord God saved her and, uh, she is now living for him.
0: Okay, Brett's just texted texted through to um to stir you up. Lawson in relationship to the to Queensland. Uh-huh. Beautiful state of origin win. Oh <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even mention that this morning, did we?
1: Yeah. Oh man, I just well it happened on Wednesday night. Well that's right. We we I and I wasn't here. That's, I wasn't here that's, on that's why we morning. didn't mention yes. it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's tough. You know what is so is so disheartening, right? Is is that Queensland has a number of players on their team that are from the Newcastle Knights,
0: okay? Which is where we're broadcasting oh, Queensland from. has players from from all over the world. That is, it's got that's, nothing to do with state of that, origin if you're in Queensland. That's right. You originate but anyway, it's but like, always been the Why,
1: why does Kaelin Ponga come out and absolutely destroy and score tries in the state of origin? And Newcastle is coming <laughs> last... Right. Like I I can't, I I can't handle it. I'm I'm struggling. <laughs> like can you can can they show up if they're going to play that hard
0: for Queensland? Can they play just as hard for Newcastle, please? Okay, the only place in the world where it's actually fun to watch State of Origin is Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Oh, because well, they have riots and like attack each Wars. other. Wars. War. <laughs> yeah. They go to war. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say it's fun, but it was fun to to watch State of Origin. In one of the cities where they don't go to war. Okay, okay, okay. Because they get so passionate yeah, about wow. it. <laughs> uh, anyway, we need to get on to our Bible study and stop talking about less important things and talk about <laughs> the ultimately important things mm, right phrenotic. here. Okay. Okay, so we're going to start with a story. Uh-huh. And this is a story that is in the study, and as soon as I read this story, I'm like, yep, I could list this person, this person, and this person, and, and maybe this one as well. Okay, this is a story about Alex, right? Yes. Okay, so we're going to tell the story about Alex. Yep. And uh, th- it's, it's just a name that has been given to this individual, but I just sort of think, okay, how many times, how many times in my life have I heard this story? Mm. Okay, so here comes the story. A- a- and I've probably heard it more than the average person because I'm in ministry. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. There's a young man, we'll call him Alex. Mm-hmm. He came out of very troubled youth, drugs, violence, some time in jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then through the kindness of a local church member whom Alex had actually stolen from, Alex learned about God and gave his heart to Jesus. Praise God and praise God for that church member who practised forgiveness. Mm. Uh, Though he still had his problems and struggles and elements of his past still lingered, Alex was a new person in Jesus. Mm. Okay, so we know this experience. We've seen it a million times over. Uh, he loved God and sought to express that love by obeying his commandments. At one point, he felt impressed that he should be a minister. Everything pointed to it. He was answering god's call. no doubt about it and so here's mm. a you know you get this this story of a young man who's who's turning his life around mm-hmm. at college. Um, everything went well at first, then one thing after another went awry, and his life began to come apart. His source of money dried up. A close friend turned against him, making accusations that were false but damaged mm. his reputation. Next, he kept on getting sick. No one knew what it was, but it impacted his studies to the point where he was afraid that he was going to drop out of school completely.
2: Mm.
0: On top of it all, he was fighting, fighting fierce temptations with drugs which were readily available in the community. At one point, he even fell in that area. Alex couldn't understand why all this was happening, especially because he was sure that the Lord had led him to college to begin with. Mm. Okay, so was Alex wrong about that? These are some questions to think about because, I mean, I could could list a bunch of names right here and just put it straight into that story.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh,
0: If so, was his whole experience with God a mistake? Mm -hmm. So if he was wrong about his experience in his calling to ministry, was his entire experience with God a mistake? Um, Even the most basic elements of his faith were coming under doubt. So... Alex comes to talk to you. What are you going to say? Where are you going to take him in the Bible? What are you going to share with Alex? That's our big challenge for today mm. and for our listeners. And what I want you to do as a listener this morning is I want you to think about this question. And maybe you know young people like this, and you've seen them go to college or go to a rise or go to you know a Bible school or whatever it might be. A rise is a uh, is a three month program. In here in the New South Wales region, it's a, a a discipleship course, an intensive, and I think I think Alex has been to every single arise that has ever existed. Mm. You know, I I, I do. Mm. I, I I've taught at every single arise class except one mm. that has ever existed, and Alex has been there. Yeah,
1: totally. And I've attended arise class, and I I know what it's like. Alex was there. Mm-hmm.
0: So, what do we do with that? What do we say to this person? How do we help this person? Mm. So we're going to look at some passages of scripture this morning. The one that, the one that jumps out to me is probably 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, where we look at the experience of the Apostle Paul.
1: You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so while Lawson's turning there, I want you to have a think about this and I want to text or I want you to text through or call through your answers. What passages of scripture are you going to take Alex to? Uh, that will encourage him during this particular time? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just reading
1: this in the NLT and I'm like, this is this is a terrible it's not H- work. H- hold on, hold on. Hold on. Right. <laughs> I've I've been actually I've been studying through uh, second Corinthians, and I'm like, so I'm familiar. It's like <laughs> fresh on the brain. And I'm like, nah, no way. Okay. So we come to second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse nine. The Bible says, And he said to me, My f- grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me.
0: Okay, so would any of us consider Paul to be a weak man?
1: Uh like like no. No. And even by his own admission, like in like the previous chapter of 2 Corinthians, he talks about how strong he is and like but in the context of like he's talking about what he went through for Christ and for the gospel. He's like, you know, beaten and stoned and uh Yeah, we're going to read about some of those things in just a moment. Yeah. But it's like Here he's saying, oh, no, I'm like terribly weak. Yes.
0: Mm. And another place he describes himself as chief of sinners. Mm. So when you look at, when we look at these people, these great champions of the Bible, Mm. people who have changed the course of history through the power of the Holy Spirit working through their life, Mm. and there's no question that Paul has. Anybody who has studied anything in relationship to theology Mm -hmm knows that Paul had a massive influence on the formation of Christianity Mm -hmm. and that influence came about because God was working through Paul. Mm -hmm. The question is, okay, was this guy some kind of superhuman who was never affected by all of these things? And our friend Alex here, could Alex look at Paul and go, I could never do that. I could never be there. I can never be that kind of a person. I can never accomplish that because I'm just getting slammed every single time I, you know, try and do something for God. I just get smashed. And you know, you read this story through here, and and there's no question in my mind that the person who's writing this story is is referencing a true story. Mm. You see what this guy's going through, and you see that he's catching, he's getting sick, over and over again. Yeah. And in many ways, this is both his past and his present catching up on him. You can see why that would take place. Mm. There's a lot of stress in his life and stress will make you sick. The problem is when stress makes you sick, it is hard to see mm-hmm. the cause. Mm-hmm. You can't do a blood test and go, Oh, that's what's making you sick right now. Oh, totally. It's, um, it, it, it's, it's a rough one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's uh, dig into this a little bit deeper. uh, Where were we in verse 9 where Jesus says, My grace is sufficient for you. Mm. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Mm. What's this specifically in relationship to? If we go back a couple of verses there. Let's go back to verse Mm. Mm, 7. 7
1: and 8. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Okay, so here this guy, Paul,
0: he's sick. Yeah. He's really suffering. Mm. He has raised people from... The dead. Mm. He has healed people in the most miraculous way ever. He has cast out demons. Mm -hmm. He, like by this point, 2 Corinthians, like he's written most of the New Testament. Yes. Large portion of the New Testament. He's been a missionary that's gone from one side of the Roman Empire to the other, Mm -hmm. pretty much. And so he's accomplished a lot. Yes. And he's desperately sick. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is a chronic illness, something that, whatever it is, will not go away.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: according to tradition, it was his eyesight. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And so you would think, well, Paul, you're a man of faith. You're somebody who has prayed many times. Uh, you have seen people being healed. People have been healed through you. People have had demons cast out you, uh, through you. People have been raised. You know, Eutychus was raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. Then just pray, and of course, the sickness will go away. Yeah. You know, a man of faith of your stature, of course, he's going to be healed. You know about healing, you know how this works. This is not a problem. This is very straightforward. Mm. And what happens when he prays? Nothing. And so he prays again, and what happens? Nothing. And so he prays again, and what happens? Yeah, nothing. No, the third time something does. Oh. Yes. He, he
1: realizes that it's never going Jesus to go away. Jesus speaks to him. Yeah. <laughs> God speaks to him. Mm
0: -hmm. there's a couple of lessons that jump out to me why didn't God pipe up the first time he prayed
1: Um, well I think like there is a lesson here to be learned about persistence but also I think that Paul needed to have the experience of feeling like if you know yeah of feeling I think desperate and like having that thing of like oh wait it's not going away and then what should I do as a result you know if we pray about something and don't receive an answer, then I guess we could say, like, you know, many people would be tempted to oh, God's not with me. yeah. And many people would be further, like, people I think who don't really have a relationship with God, they might pray for something one-off, it might not happen, and then they would say, oh, God doesn't exist. But in Paul's case, like, and I think the way that God is, spe- like, uh, is interacting with him is that, Paul prays and he doesn't receive an answer for the sake of encouraging Paul to pray again Yes, and to continue to have that relationship and to, and to, persist. to call out and persist, yeah. yep. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely see this coming through here in this particular story and it's a, I think there's an important lesson for from us because Paul prayed the first time nothing happens and he's wondering. Mm-hmm. And then he wonders some more the second time around and the third time God's like, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm. You know, you've had some experiences here, and one of those experiences is that he had a vision of heaven. He saw heaven in vision. Mm. We don't have a lot of detail on it because if it was written down in detail, then for whatever reason, God did not see fit to preserve that writing. Mm. But he had a vision of heaven, and God's like, "Okay, don't don't get too much above yourself, because, well, this is going to keep you humble." Mm. And so sometimes. We have these things in our life that go wrong because we need them to keep us humble.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: Text message here says, Whenever the devil knocks you down, God is there to lift you up. He understands and he loves you. After all, he died on the cross Mm. for you. I think I'll give that one text message of the day today because Mm. that's just super encouraging right there. So Paul prays for this three times. Okay, so we should we expect our lives to be different from Paul's? Uh, no. Is Alex's life different from Paul's? No. I would say yes. Okay.
1: Because in, it's in what not sense? as
0: bad. Yeah, wow. Whoa, that's, yeah, that's heavy. You know, so Alex has been beaten, he's been bashed, he's been knocked down by the world. Mm-hmm. He has taken an absolute hiding from the world. Mm-hmm. And he's made some bad decisions along the way, which he is paying the penalty for and working to get his life together with. But let's let's talk about this for a moment because, you know, we have here Paul is suffering from a chronic illness mm-hmm. that God says, I'm not going to heal you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That, that would be, you know, if you're suffering from a chronic illness and God comes along and speaks to you, that would be encouraging because we don't often hear the voice of God in the way that Paul heard the voice of God here, mm-hmm. but it would then be discouraging if God was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to heal you." I mean, this is what happened with Hezekiah. Mm. Hezekiah gets sick; he gets a, a massive boil, a huge infection that's spreading through his body. He becomes to be he he, he becomes fearful of his of his health. Mm. And so he sends for Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah the prophet comes in and he's like, look, can you talk to God and, and find out what's going on here because I, I'd like to be healed and can you pray to God for my healing? And Isaiah says, sure, I'll pray. And so Isaiah prays and God says he's going to die. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah goes back and says, right, you will, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And Hezekiah then prays and puts his face to the wall and says, no, 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 no. I can't accept this. This mm. is not the right. I've got so much good things that I need to do. You need to preserve my life. Look at all the good things I have done, you know, in Judah already. And so guys, like, all right, I'll give you 15 years. Mm. And Manasseh is born. Yeah. <laughs> Which would yeah. never have Yikes. happened. yeah 55-year reign of terror. Mm. 53. He was converted at the end. Yeah. Uh, does God know the future? Does God know what's best? Mm. Can we really trust God? Yeah, Wow. Well. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are studying about, well, Paul and what Paul went through and some of the challenges that he faced, hoping that we can gain some insights and some encouragement from what Paul went through. Mm, but before we continue on, we have
1: a final clue for the quiz here. In Revelation 14, 1, the 144,000 have what written in their foreheads? 0491 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. And if you do, you will go into the draw, which will literally be drawn in about 15 minutes. You'll go into the draw for Exodus, Myth or History, and we'll give it to you completely for free. All you have to do is get in the quiz and then you get in the draw and then win the draw, of course. Uh, but again, this is an amazing book that we've been promoting all week. But again, that question was, in Revelation 14.1, the 144,000 have what written in their foreheads? 0.91 064 669.
0: Alright, give us a call if you know the answer or want to go into the final draw, the final mm-hmm. chance for the draw. This week we have one of the best prizes that we have ever made available here on The Breakfast Show. So, Right now is to send in your It's time to send in your answers while you still can. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go back to our Bibles let's go back to our Bible study and let's look at what the Bible has to say over here here in uh, well let's go back into second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. let's have a bit of a read of Paul's journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, where will we pick this up? Second Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 16 verse 16 is it yeah yeah let's start in verse 16 let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about paul's life and let's let's look at alex's life and alex is wondering you know okay everything is against me everything has gone wrong i'm getting smashed i'm getting beaten by the world and we should have you know tremendous sympathy for this guy we need to give him all the support that we ca- absolutely can because <coughs> alex exists alex exists around us all the time mm. we need to get this guy through we need to encourage him mm. Let's read about Paul's experience. In verse
1: 16, the Bible says, (laughs) Again, I say, don't think that I am a fool to talk like this, but even if you do, listen to me as you would to a foolish person, while I also boast a little. Such boasting is not from the Lord, but I am acting like a fool. And since others boast about their human achievements, I will too. After all, you think you are so wise, but you enjoy putting up with fools. You put up with it when someone enslaves you, takes everything you have, and takes advantage of you, takes control of everything, and slaps you in the face. I am ashamed to say that we've been too weak to do that. But whatever they dare to boast about, I am talking like a fool again. I dare to boast about it too. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder. I've been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes, Mm. three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers, and I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold with. Without enough clothing to keep me warm, then besides all this, I have a daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my feeling that weakness? Who is led astray and I do not burn with anger? If I must boast, I would rather boast about things that show how I am weak. God, the Father of Mm. our Lord Jesus, Mm. who is worthy
0: of eternal praise, knows that I am not lying. Powerful, powerful yeah. passage right here, you know. And when we talk about the victim Olympics, Paul wins. Mm. He just does, and he says, "Like I'm, I'm so dumb.
1: Like this is so stupid that I even have to talk about this. Uh-huh. Like I'm acting like a fool. I don't want to boast about that. I don't want you guys to feel sympathy towards me. Like that's This, right. is, this, this is, is not the- a call
0: for sympathy. He's not playing the victim card. He's never talked about this before. Yeah, but it's like if you want to go there, yeah." I win. Yeah. If ever.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. If, if we're here to prove who's right, because I think, like, one of the big focuses in the book of Corinthians is, like, okay, you know, who has the truth? Mm-hmm. Who should we be following? And he's like, hey, listen, like, you know, all of these guys can walk in and, and say that
0: they've done a lot for Christ. Yes. But do they have the stripes? And, and say, oh, yeah, I'm a descendant of Abraham. I'm a Hebrew. I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, Does, see it by your actions. Do they have the stripes? That's. That's the question I have. I mean, if you saw Paul's back, what was it, five times he was given 39, 39 lashes? 39 lashes. You know why they were given 39? Because 40 would kill you? Yes. That yeah. Was the, that's, that was the theory. Yeah. That was the theory. You could never give 40 because the theory was the 40th one would kill you. Mm-hmm. And so they'd always stop short. That You'd be condemned to 40 lashes and given 39.
1: Yeah. And so they'd give you 39 and then they'd give you a break and then give you another 39, you know, if they didn't like you and... you you still didn't die. But, yeah, that's so
0: gnarly. You know, we read about one shipwreck that Paul had. We read about once when he was given 39 lashes in in Philippi. Uh, We read once where he was stoned to death and Mm. left for dead. I think that was in Iconium. Mm. Uh, But there was obviously a lot more that went on in Paul's Mm. life than just that. Mm. Okay, so our friend Alex here, he's been smashed. Mm. Is this something that is than evidence that God has abandoned him. No, no. In fact, like,
1: Paul is making the point that it's quite the opposite. His credentials of being a follower of God is that he has gone through this. That's exactly right. He's like, these are my credentials. Like, because, again, yes. that's the
0: argument. It's like, okay, who has the truth? And this is what makes Claire's testimony this morning so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's her credentials. Mm. It's where she came from. Mm. It's how she discovered the truth. Mm. Mm. And when you look at when you look at Paul's credentials, it's like this is this is what he has been through. Mm. This is what he has suffered. And you do not do this for nothing. You do this because you are motivated by a passion to share the gospel, to share the word of God, and you can't, simply cannot stay silent. Mm. Yeah, it's a powerful story that Paul has gone through right here. And I think that sometimes the biggest problem that we have is not the trials that come our way, it's the time of peace. Yeah. God destroys us, sorry, Satan destroys us in a time of peace, Mm. not in a time of conflict. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, a very famous verse. We should all know it off by heart, but let's read it again. Uh, You're going to have to read it in your King James Version because it's your um, NLT. No, I'm going to read it in the NLT. Oh, it's going to make your teeth fu- ex- just for fun. It'll make your teeth. Okay, ex-
1: the Bible says in Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to the per- to His purpose for them. Okay. It's actually not that bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah you, can I'll tell, say, I'll you know say what, what they, happened here?
0: Yeah, when the translators were translating it, they just couldn't change it. They they felt the pressure. They that's felt right. the pressure. We have to change this. We have to make it sound different. Ah, we just can't. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so the Bible says all things work together for good to those that love God. Mm. And it's pretty hard to come to Alex and say this is going to work together for good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But later on in his life when he is preaching a sermon and he is encouraging a young man or a young woman that is dealing with a life of abuse, mm. that is dealing with a life of of, of drugs, that is dealing with... Uh, a situation where he feels that he's he's been called to serve God, but just doesn't have the power to power to do it. Mm. Is Alex then going to recognise that things work together for good? Yeah. Does he now have a story to tell? Mm. Can he can he now relate what God has done in his life? Absolutely, he can. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Well, it's come to. At time, it's time where we're going to announce the answers for our quiz mm-hmm. and then spin the wheel. Ah, uh-huh. find out who this week's winner is. Okay, or so spin the wheel and then well, announce yeah, answers. we'll spin the wheel first. Yeah. Okay, so
1: we've, we've got the wheel. We're prepping it. I'm just you know just extending my arm to pull the big old wheel that we have here in the studio. That's a that's joke. A tiny that, little that's wheel a that joke. That joke. That of course, it's just on the- it's on producer Shell's phone. And it is, it has spun, and we, we didn't have to, a winner, so we'll get them on the phone. We didn't get to hear it speak. Yeah, apparently. For some reason, it didn't It didn't go, but congratulations to the winner. Who okay, we're going to try and get them on the phone. We're going to contact them. But, okay, so here were some of the answers for the quiz today. Uh, what was the plant that provided shade for Jonah? It was a gourd. What was the name of Jonathan's son that David showed extra kindness to? That was Mephibosheth.
0: Okay, so you're going to bring this name back, right? Yeah, you, you're totally gonna name your son this. Uh huh. You know what I'm gonna nickname him? Why? I'm just gonna shorten the name. I'm just gonna call him Meth. Me-
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I think I think I might I think I might have spoiled your plans a little bit there, Lawson. I
1: mean, I mean, probably the best nickname for, for from Mephibosheth is like Bo. It's like Mefibo Chef.
0: That'd work. That'd absolutely work. Just but, both. Yeah, actually. Both
1: I'm cool see, but the risk of him being called <laughs> Matthew is <laughs> uh, <a> getting bullied, <laughs> uh, that's a bit tough. Okay, uh, the third answer for the third question, the answer was Elizabeth. For the fourth question, the answer was from their sins. And finally, the 144,000 have God's name written on their forehead. But right now, guess what? Do we have a winner. We have a winner on the phone. We do indeed. Shout out, Brett. Congratulations. You have won the Prize for this week. <laughs>
2: Thanks, guys. I <laughs> mean, just I guess entered today, so there you
0: go. <laughs> no, well, they, they, See, this is what happens. You only have to enter once to be able to be in the draw, and you've tipped out people who have been playing all week. So, congratulations, Brett. Very well done. Yeah, thank you. Now, I definitely enjoyed listening to you guys every day. It's a lot of fun, but. Today, I just couldn't resist um, stirring Lawson in terms of the State of Origin win. Oh, so. uh-huh, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was you! That right, was you! That's, right. that's right. <laughs> Now there's the
2: second win this week, so it's fantastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Queensland. It's all going to Queensland now. Yeah, they take our football <laughs> and now they take our Faith FM prizes. What yeah. is the world coming to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, Christ first all, all day, every day. Amen. Absolutely. Take salvation. Amen. Yeah. Well,
0: congratulations,
1: Brett. But right now, it is time for
0: question of the day.
1: Okay, our question of the day is a pretty simple one, and it's something that people, I guess, have dwelt on, have asked, have thought about, and it's simply this. Is COVID a warning from God? Yes.
0: Oh, okay. No, I think that, well, I don't think the Bible says that uh, Jesus says that pestilences and the increase in pestilences are a sign of his return. So the Bible says there'll be wars and rumours of wars, famines, mm-hmm. earthquakes and pestilences in diverse diverse places and that these will be uh, like birth pains, that they'll be a sign that Jesus is coming back soon. And so when you've got a pestilence, whether it's real or promulgated or whatever different theory you want to take on covid whether it's severe or not severe, whatever whichever direction you want to go with this, it is a pestilence that has had a... Because the word pestilence simply means diseases. It's a pestilence mm. that has had a worldwide impact. Mm. It has a had a worldwide impact that has, amongst other things, enabled governments to see how compliant their populations are. Now, there's a whole bunch of different theories going around as to... You know, as to what level this has been manipulated. And we don't need to go into that to recognise this as a sign of the return of Jesus Christ. We simply need to recognise that this has had a global impact. Okay, so what should our expectation be as Christians? Should our expectation be that we get back to normal again? No. Mm. Uh, The Bible says that the new normal is that these things are going to J-curve and we should have an expectation that the next one is not far on the horizon. Mm. And so if we're going to see the fulfilment of Matthew chapter 24, then we're going to see more of these kinds of pestilences having a more devastating impact. And sometimes I wonder, you know, if this had been a more deadly virus than what it was, would we have actually seen the lockdowns that we had? Because would the world be able to even continue to function if it had been a much more deadly virus? And so I'm I'm thankful that it has been, you know, a relatively light virus, mm. and I'm comparing it to things like, you know, the Black Plague or, say, for instance, smallpox, when smallpox went through the Americas and wiped out 95% of the population. So I'm comparing it to those kinds of pandemics that have had massive impacts on the world. mm And this one has had a relatively small impact in comparison to some of those other ones, but our expectation should be that we see these things coming more and more and more. When you look at the the world of genetics, when you look at the world of medicine, there is definitely the potential there for much greater diseases and a much faster spread of disease than our world has ever, ever experienced. And so you know, it only takes a matter of days or weeks for a disease these days to make it right around the world, whereas you know the reason smallpox was so bad when it hit the Americas mm. was that it hadn't never reached there, like ever. It simply never existed in that continent for literally thousands of years. And so that was one of the reasons why it was so devastating. So, yes, this is a definitely a sign from God that he is coming back soon. There are many lessons that we can learn from it. Don't forget to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ.
1: Guide to you, with the sheep securely fold you.